0: Welcome to Podcast Guesting for Profit, where we bring you the secrets behind what it actually takes to be successful as a podcast guest without being sleazy or salesy. I'm your
1: host, Christine McAllister. And I'm your co-host, Nicole Janton. Together, we're sharing the tips and strategies that we and our clients have used to generate seven figures from podcast guesting so that you can tap into the true power of podcast interviews.
0: Whether you're an entrepreneur who wants to grow your business, A podcaster who wants to grow your own show or both, you're in the right place. Welcome to Podcast Guesting for Profit. Welcome to Podcast Guesting for Profit, where we explore strategies and insights to help you navigate the world of podcasting and make an ethical profit by appearing on podcasts as a guest. In today's episode, myself, Christine Ammerman, and my lovely co-host, Nicole Jantin, are diving into a topic that we get asked about all of the time, which is, how can I get booked on podcasts when I don't have a massive following? Don't podcasts want people who are more established than me? I should probably wait. Well, I'm here to tell you, you do not need to have millions. You don't need to have thousands. Guess what? You don't even need to have hundreds of followers to get booked on podcasts as a guest. In fact, we've had clients with less than 55, zero followers get booked as a guest. And I'm willing to bet if you're listening to this, you probably have more than 50 followers or friends. So let's dive in. Let's dive into how to get booked as a guest on podcasts when you don't have a huge following. Are you ready, Nicole?
1: Yeah, let's do this.
0: Awesome. So, first of all, I want to bust some serious myths from what we've learned for ourselves and from clients. And what I'm here to tell you is that while some podcasts do have requirements for guests because they want you to have an email list of this size or a Um, A social media following of this size, guess what? Those simply aren't your podcasts. Okay. Those simply aren't your podcasts. Those hosts simply value a certain number of followers. And guess what? Great. You don't even have to think about those. You don't have to make yourself wrong. You can look for other ways to add value in order to maximize your chances of getting booked. Because a lot of times, if they have, A requirement for follower email count, to me, that can really turn transactional really, really fast. Not saying it always is, but it is a red flag for me. So, what you want to think about instead is how you can provide that ever elusive feeling value. What does that value mean? It's your expertise, it's your knowledge, it's your story your lived experience that can come from the perspective that only you have, right? My friend and colleague, Eli James, created a, an audience of almost 2 million people in just a few short months organically, no ad spend, which is crazy, right? And he told me, look, those people know me. They might know me. They might feel like they know me. They don't necessarily like or trust me. And so if you're sitting there thinking, maybe you are because you're listening to this, man, if I only had a huge following, then that would solve all of my problems in my business. I'm here to tell you straight out of Eli's mouth, that is not the case. That is not the case. So instead, focus on what's here, what's present for you today. Focus on what you can do today to connect with hosts who want to hear from your story, they want to hear from your expertise, and they're already ready to do that. So, Nicole, I would love to hear your insights about this. You have some really, really specific experience with this.
1: Yeah, for sure. So as a host myself, I've had a variety of guests on my podcast with a whole range of different audience sizes from, you know, like 50 followers on Instagram, for example, to 300,000 or more. And what I've noticed is that some of my best performing episodes For example the ones that received the most downloads the ones that received the best feedback the ones that i got the most outreach on the back end of the episodes those have actually been more oftentimes the people with the smaller audiences than those people with the bigger audiences because of the value that they bring right so we as hosts whilst audience is one way that you can bring value to the show. There's so many other ways that you can bring value, right? Ultimately, that's what podcast hosts are looking for is value for their audience. So growing their audience, of course, that's one way to bring value, but that's not actually giving value to their existing audience, which ultimately they care about more because they've been nurturing and fostering those relationships over an extended period of time, right? Sometimes if you had someone on your show that maybe has a huge following, Maybe that episode gets a lot of downloads, but that doesn't always carry over to future episodes as well. And so ultimately these hosts, what they care about is that value piece. And I think that that's just so important to drive home because it's easy to feel like, oh, I can't pitch that podcast because they have so many downloads and they're going to see my follower account and never even imagine having me on there. But you're going to be able to make yourself stand out and show that value that you can bring in a lot of other ways beyond just the follower count. So if it would feel helpful, I think I'd like to walk us through some tips here on how you can actually build out this compelling guest profile in order to get booked on these shows, regardless of your audience size. So one of the tips here is really owning your expertise. So embodying this idea that you are an expert, that energy is going to come across in your pitch, right? If you're coming at it from a I don't know, maybe this will work. Maybe it won't kind of an energy. It's probably not going to work. You first of all, have to have that self-confidence and belief in yourself before going about this because energy is everything, right? They're not going to remember everything that they read in that email that you sent them, for example, or on that podcast application that you filled out, but they will remember the energy they felt when they read it. And if they feel like they want to tap into more of that energy. So first, just getting into that energy of like, I am an expert. I have this value to bring. Right. Not the ego side of, oh, they would be so lucky to have me, <laughs> but a little bit of that. Right. A healthy amount of that ego in order to send these pitches. Now, another part of this is going to be your bio. Right. This is the first introduction to the host when you're sending a pitch. A lot of the time, your bio is the first place that they're going to be able to read about you. So here is a chance for you to really highlight your unique perspectives. Right. Your unique IP Any areas of expertise or experience that you've had that makes you stand out. This could be academic experience. It could be experience helping a certain number of clients, right? But these things are going to add to your credibility even beyond sometimes what that follower count might. Another deeper level of this that we teach our clients is how to extract your expertise into topics in the form of hooks that really stand out to the host so that they are compelled just from reading that pitch. Like I need to learn more about that. I know my audience will definitely want to hear that. And if you propose them a topic that they haven't talked about and would really bring a lot of value to their show, that's going to get you closer to the top of their list than any sort of numbers included in your outreach. Another piece of this pitch, though, is social proof. So this can be actually intertwined within your expert topics, within your main story that you share as part of this pitch, at least how we teach pitching um, as part of that bio, because this different forms of social proof, such as testimonials, endorsements, talking about right the number of people that have been affected or impacted by your work, this is all going to strengthen your credibility and increase your chances of getting booked as a guest. So these are just a few ways that you can see here that you're going to be able to show up from that place of I'm going to bring so much value to your show, even straight from the pitch before even getting booked um, so that the hosts are going to be paying attention to more than just how many followers you have. Now, another big piece of this, of course, like cold pitching is one side of things, but you can also leverage existing networks and relationships. And I know this is something you're so good at, Christine. So do you want to talk to this a bit?
0: I guess. Thank you.
1: Um,
0: yes, I, yes. What I know to be true is that if you are a conscious entrepreneur, if you are somebody who is here to make a difference, to live your purpose, to live your calling, to really create change and, and healing in this world that so, so very much needs it. Um, Any coaching programs that you might have been a part of, um, any like connections that you've made online at events or in other communities, right? These people that you have sort of collected among your followers and friend groups along the way, uh, I can almost guarantee you somebody that you're connected to has an active podcast right now. So many people are jumping in as hosts. This is the chance to actually bring them something valuable. That, to be quite honest, when you show up the way that we teach you to show up full of value to co create something with that host, you're going to help them keep their podcast going as an interview podcast. You're going to show them that the reason that they got into this in the first place is still. Uh, a a reason to keep going, right? That you're not transactional, that you are there to provide value, to help them grow and to create that win-win that we believe in when we speak about collaboration over competition, right? So leverage your existing networks and relationships. Start talking about how this is something that you do on social, in person, when you talk to your biz besties, those types of things, right? Talk about how... You want to share your expertise and you want to do that for free. So you've opened up some spots on your calendar uh, to create amazing uh, content with, with these hosts and see who responds. Ask people in your audience, crowdsource what podcasts they listen to, right? And then go do outreach. You don't need to stare at the list of millions of podcasts And then try to find the ones that are still active and then try to find the ones that have something in common with you enough to create a pitch. Start with your existing audience. This is a tip that we've shared with some of the biggest names in this space. And they're like, why didn't I think of that? I've been in this space for years and I've never thought of it. So this is a hot tip. This is a hot take. (laughs) Take it and run with it. Right. So. I also want to encourage you, if you're sitting there and you're like, Christine, I don't know anybody, which believe me, I've heard that from people before and I call BS, I don't know anybody, let's say that's what your your mind is saying right now, come over to our Facebook group, Podcast Guesting for Profit, come over there, we'll link it up in the show notes, guess what, there's a bunch of like-minded people, right? And you're welcome to be in there. It is a free community. You can network. You can uh, connect with people who share your values and potentially find some ways to be a guest from inside of that group. And there are also many groups out there. Like maybe you have some other ones that you're already a part of that you could potentially leverage for this. Now, this is something... Um, that I want you to be taking action on right now and come and share with us that you've done it. Additionally, we have another hot tip for you um, that I'm going to ask Nicole to dive into. This is something that you are really good at yourself, Nicole, which is being proactive about connecting with folks. Maybe they're outside of your community, but how would you think about connecting with them, like, quote, unquote, cold?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And so in terms of when you're doing this outreach, right, a huge part of this is going to be consistent, right? We need to be able to control just what we can control. And we can't always control what our current audience size is, what podcasts are going to be accepting guests and things like that, but what you can control is the quantity and the quality of these pitches that you're sending out. So I always encourage everyone in our programs to come up with a number of outreach opportunities that you're going to consistently do every week or every month, whatever works best with your schedule, so that you can actually start being proactive about this outreach. So this might look like reaching out to podcast hosts who are in your niche or in your industry. Um, A really, really key important part of this, especially if you want to, you know, actually form long-term relationships and make the most out of these appearances is putting that initial effort in at the beginning during this outreach of personalizing your pitch, right? Showing that genuine interest in forming that connection, as we've talked about on previous episodes, And also something else that you can do is just be constantly on the lookout for podcasts. Either people are posting about podcasts in your research, right? Just scrolling through regularly so that you are aware of any new podcasts that pop out, perhaps any sort of ancillary angles that you may not have thought about. And just start to be really proactive about consistently reaching out to other people And something else, just to sort of link this up with that tip that Christine provided around those existing networks and relationships, Once you get booked on one show, this can actually provide a snowball effect because if you're proactive about sharing that show and being proactive about being the best guest ever, then oftentimes that podcast host is going to recommend you to others. This actually just happened to me last week. I had a host reach out to me that said, Hey, I have a client started a show. I think you'd be an amazing fit for it. Would you like to be a guest? Here's the calendar link. And so I didn't even have to send a pitch. I didn't have to do anything except for click through the calendar to get booked on the show. And this is the power of showing up as this value-driven guest is that it's going to open up more opportunities for you and expand your network, even if right now you don't have a super huge following.
0: I hope that you are taking some of these tips and going to implement them, right? If you're looking for an exact next step, we have a free training for you, and it's called Small Pod Big Profit, and the point of that training is to help you understand how you can make a massive impact and ROI, return on your investment of time, from even the smallest podcast, right? Maybe it's a past one, maybe it's one that you're thinking about going on now, we want you to take action with this. We want you to start to get into that rhythm, get into that cadence like Nicole was talking about so that you can begin to see results by showing up in this way. And so if you want to take the next tangible step to making the most out of any appearance, past, present, or future, you can go to lifewithpassion.com profit to grab it for free. Thank you so much for joining us today for this episode of Podcast Guesting for Profit. If you loved it, please leave us a review. Share it with somebody who needs it. This is why we do this show, just for you, that conscious movement-making entrepreneur. We believe in you, we're cheering you on, and we'll see you on the next episode of Podcast Guesting for Profit. Here's to living your life with passion.